Great. So today I'm chatting with Sophie Holmes, who is a really interesting person I came across earlier this year. She's a triathlete and a personal trainer and a really interesting person, but she also was born with cystic fibrosis, which is really interesting. So um, to get us started, do you want to just give us a bit of a brief overview about what that is and what that's meant for you, particularly nutrition and food-wise? Yeah, of course. So cystic fibrosis is an inherited genetic disease um, that you are born with. Like you can't have it later on in life. You can't catch it. Basically, your parents have to can obviously carry the faulty gene. And basically what it means is your body basically builds up an excess of mucus, which causes infection within your lungs, which obviously the reason behind people obviously say it's like a life threatening, life shortening degenerative disease is because obviously over time, if you keep having infections, your lung capacity reduces, scarring, et cetera. And then obviously it comes to a point where you may need a lung transplant. But alongside that, due to the, the buildup of mucus, your digestive system doesn't work either mm. or isn't as efficient because obviously your body doesn't have the ability to produce the enzymes needed or they can't release the enzymes. And therefore that means is you actually have to eat three to 4,000 calories being female per day yeah. to maintain any kind of weight. And of course, like most people with CF are underweight yeah. or they carry an excess of fat on their bellies due to um, basically poor advice. Okay. Uh, the dietitians in the hospital basically trying to get people to eat. So basically what I grew up on was my parents got told you must eat as much as you possibly can mm. eat loads of like high sugar, high fat, which obviously fat is good for you. But mm. basically I was fed on junk food. Which is, yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, it's not an area that I've personally worked in, but I, there's bits I've sort of come across and heard and yeah, the, the, the points that have come to mind is people being told that, like you say, about lots of sugar, lots of fat, put cream on everything. Yeah. Um, and obviously, as you know, being that it's obviously your job, that obviously is not good for inflammation in your body and all kinds of things. And so obviously my parents didn't know any better, but I remember growing up with, in the world of pain, bloated stomach. And I remember thinking, like, not obviously understanding it because I was like, why am I feeling like this, et cetera. And obviously through, obviously through sport and everything, I've kind of learned, you know, you need to fuel your body well. Yeah. Um, obviously enjoy what you want as well, but obviously when I have to take... I don't know, 50 Korea on a day just to digest my food. Yeah. Um, you want to try and be with tablets. <laughs> oh, I know. I basically a walking pharmacy. Um, but it's like a crazy way to grow up. Because I remember, obviously, given the education that I know now about my body, if I knew that back then when I was competing, when I was like in a teenage kind of like track athlete and stuff, I was I'd be like, oh my God, like it would be the difference. Yeah. So you've always, been, you've always done quite a lot of sport, is it? Yeah, so I basically, I basically run or moved as soon as I could walk. <laughs> so I was competitive um, on the track, 400 meters, 200 meters. Um, and then I had horse, a horse, so I competed him in eventing. Um, and then I got really sick at 19 and basically got told that I'd have a couple of years to live. So I retrained and re-educated myself in nutrition and coaching, personal training, fitness. And that's when I kind of turned into the endurance side of things, obviously ultramarathons, triathletes, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, because um, you've, climbed, you've climbed like um, Mount Kilimanjaro, haven't you? Yeah, so basically like Kilimanjaro for me is like the moment my life changed forever because oh, 
I sat in hospital and I was like, right, well, what am I going to do about this? Like, for me, it's about the quality of your life rather than like, the lot, like how long you're here for. Obviously, we all want to be here for a long time. But I was like, do you know what? Let's fill these years with memories and stories and things so that, you know, if I ever found myself in a situation where I couldn't do these things, at least I could look back and be like, but wow, look what I have done. Yeah. And so I went to the doctor and I was like, right, I'm going to go and climb Kilimanjaro. Can you please sign the medical form? And they were like, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah, but come on, like, if you're telling me that I've only got two or three years, like, why I'd like, I'd rather risk trying to do something than sitting doing nothing. Yeah. Luckily, I found a doctor to sign it off. And I did only have 50% lung function at the time. Um, and I did climb it and I did summit it and I did some burpees at the top because obviously, where else are you going to do burpees at 6,000 meters? <laughs> um, celebration. And for me, obviously, I sat on the edge of that mountain and I was like, if I can do this now, like what more could I do if I can get my body healthy? Yeah. So it kind of spiraled out of control in an amazing way. Yeah. And obviously climbed other mountains. I've done obviously ultra marathons. I did an ultra paddleboard race, which is a very random race. <laughs> that is random. <laughs> From the Bahamas to Florida. It was incredible. How far? How far is that? 80 miles. So 80 did it or 80? 80. Oh gosh. Yeah. So we did it basically through the night um luckily the sharks in the Bahamas are friendly because we did see them and one guy did kind of have a, his hand nibbled a bit but he's fine um but you know what like having CF and growing up with all of this has given me like such a unique outlook and like new unique drive and I'm so sure that without it I wouldn't be that person or like definitely wouldn't be grateful to be able to do all these things and kind of be pushed to do these things mm. um and actually, I think sometimes it's, the, it's adversity that kind of forces people's hands to kind of like do the stuff they actually want to do and have the courage to live life on their terms. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's really interesting. And so because you're, you're, you're on a new medication now, and I think you, you're saying before that it feels like it's just completely changed your life. Yeah. So basically, um, Catrio came into my life four months ago. And it basically started working in three hours. It's mental. Oh, and I remember taking it and I was like, ah, oh, so uh, now what do I do? Because <laughs> it's like, you just don't know how your body's going to react because I'd heard so many stories of people having these big purges and not being able to leave the house for various stomach related issues and obviously coughing and stuff. And obviously being the year that we're in with COVID, I was like, I can't be outside and be coughing loads because of this medication. Could you imagine? Like, um, but honestly, like, the only way I can kind of liken it to is if I was to send you out for a 5K run, yeah. with an altitude mask and a corset on <laughs> and then come back take it off and send you out again yeah like the difference yeah. is you, you felt that difference within three hours yeah so is it, is it think, a tablet or is it like what yeah so what it's three tablets so two in the morning one in the evening having to be taken with fats so for it to be absorbed properly mm -hmm. um but honestly it has changed everything to me like even to the point where like i've been taken off all my other medications only on these tablets i was on at before um my digestive enzymes that I take I only have a couple a day now compared to 50 yeah. so like for me that this is like is this what it's like to live without cystic fibrosis basically that's amazing and is that is that medication available for everyone with CF or is in the UK or is is it um sort of limited access at the moment well so this is the only thing with it is you have to have the right um genetics for it so my CF gene is double delta 508 and you have to have one of those 508s to be on it okay. um, I think they are testing like other people with CF with different um, genetics because there's thousands of strands of CF out there 
And I think they are finding that more people can have it. So I think 90% of people can, but there's obviously like a small proportion that have a very rare form of CF. Um, but I'm hoping that, you know, you never, you never know this medication might be able to go to everyone else. Yeah. And then everyone can then have this benefit. Because even if you think about it, like back in September, my lung function was 70%. Yeah. And now it's 110. Oh, wow. Obviously for me. <laughs> yeah. So for me, like even just training for this Ironman, like I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, God, like I definitely would. I've still done it, obviously, because it's me. But the ease of training is phenomenal now. Because which, which Ironman are you doing now? Because I know you did, you, you end up doing the one at home. <laughs> I did. Um, I'm still like signed up to do Austria, but I'm hoping to do Marbella half okay. as well. So that's very, cool. very how many How many hours a week do you train at the moment? Uh, it's 13 hours at the moment. Yeah, that's cool. So, and so like with, with sort of like food for training and with CF now, like how, what does that look like for you? So I'm still eating actually the same amount as I was before, because obviously with this volume of training, you have to fuel your body. You have to fuel it for recovery. Yeah. And I still do have CF. So I still probably, although obviously I actually put on seven kilos from yeah. this drug, um, probably due to the volume of training, mm -hmm. I still have to kind of like maintain that because obviously that's where my body is healthiest. Yeah. So like I am very specific about what I do before, what I do after, and make just making sure like I wouldn't say that I would track every day but I do track every so often just to make sure that I am kind of hitting that everything that my body needs because obviously as you know like it's very easy just to eat but yeah. if you're actually taking note about what you're actually doing I naturally would probably find that I don't eat enough yeah like in terms of enough energy or enough protein or like everything uh probably enough carbs actually okay yeah which I think a lot of people could probably would probably normally hit that fine but I think as well, obviously, with this volume of training, I just need to, I want to make sure that my body is supported in every possible way, yeah. especially because obviously the running and stuff is high impact. You do loads of that. I'm, and I'm on the pill. So obviously that can affect yeah. your bones and stuff. So, you know, like probably, you know, what I do before, I probably wouldn't train. Like I used to be able to train like quite early, yeah. but now because I want to make sure that my body's got enough food in it, I normally just get up have some breakfast then I'll have like some jam on toast or something with a coffee yeah then about half an hour later do whatever I've got to do unless it's a run obviously I have to wait a bit longer but you know it works for me yeah. and then obviously get off the bike do your refueling and then continue in your day because obviously a lot of the Ironman training is twice a day so you have to then <laughs> take that into consideration of like what you're eating in the middle like it's quite an art I yeah, feel like you know, I remember like I mean it's when, when did I do my IMA? Like 2016. And I was working full time and training. And before I was often training before work, usually at lunchtime as well, and often in the evenings. And it was just like you're just going from one thing to the next. So that yeah. thinking ahead and planning is really key. Yeah. Honestly, like some of my friends are like, you're mental. I'm like, well, I'm, I have got a coach. So it's not like I'm not doing this myself. Yeah. Um, which actually is obviously a lot easier to be accountable and make sure you're doing everything you can. Yeah, and I find also like having a coach, uh, probably my experience is more, it, it minimizes you doing too much so that you don't yeah. burn yourself out. Um, but yeah, like you say, it takes away that stress of, oh, what should I do this week? Have I done enough? Have I done too much? Have I gone too easy? Have I gone too hard? Yeah, yeah. Like, yep, you're doing fine. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I just, for me, like obviously with this new drug and obviously with the way I feel now, I'm just really excited to kind of see what I can do now yeah. my body actually is working with me not against me yeah no, that's interesting and so like what kind of things do you eat 
during your training? Like, do you focus more on carbs or fats or a combination of the two? Um, a bit of a combination. So it depends, obviously, how long I'm, say, riding for or running for. Um, but what I try and do is have a lot of things in my water as well. So like carbs in my water, just because obviously it's easily digestible. Yeah. And I think obviously for me, I'm very, I'm very self-aware of my body and I know what I can and can't eat in terms of like how, how fast it digests through my body. Cause you don't want to be in a situation. Um, but at the same time, like people probably think that I'm super boring cause I just eat like the same thing yeah. because it works. Like it will either be like some dates or a banana or a flapjack kind of thing. Like, you know, every hour or depending or every 45 minutes, depending on the session. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get you a bit more used to fueling and running. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think that's probably what uh, people often have the most issue is that yeah. um, sort of, and practicing it is the the best thing to sort of build up that your guts tolerance of it, I suppose. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think it's one of those things, as you know, like you have to, whatever you're fueling on in training is what you fuel on for the race. Hmm. And it, this is what I'm kind of like hoping that I can get across as we get hopefully more into racing because you know there's a lot of people that still mesh me and who are like oh like what do you eat on race day and I'm like well the same as I've been eating for the because I know it works and I know my body well with it etc um and I just think it's important especially now I'm on this new drug I've had to kind of relearn my body because Mm -hmm. it now acts differently to what it did before well, so I think I, a way I've described it is like racing nutrition and training nutrition, they're two sort of separate things, but they interlink. And so what you eat in training might be, you're not going to eat your race food every single day, but then there's times that you do want to practice it because that's, I see so many people getting on race day and they're like, oh, I've never had this gel before. And then like halfway through the marathon, they're like, oh, it's the portal loop. <laughs> oh, I know. It's like the worst thing, isn't it? Like, cause I remember like when I did my first ever half marathon, which was probably about six or seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like, obviously back then I wasn't as educated. I didn't really think, I just thought, you know, you can rock up and do these things, which you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'd never trained on LucasAid. Oh, okay, yeah. And I do now, so if I did that now, it would be fine. But at the time uh, there was no water. It was like weird, there was only LucasAid. Oh, okay. So then I was like, well, I've got no choice. And I remember running with it being like, oh, I feel a bit sick, but I don't know whether obviously it's so sweet and stuff like that. And so like, this is why it's so important to like, learn your body, especially if you do have a disease that you're dealing with at the same time, because obviously at the same time, you don't know how you're actually going to feel like anything else. You could do everything right up to race day, but it doesn't mean you're still going to feel great on race day. Yeah. That's it. Like, there's, there's only so many things you, you can't control everything, but if you've controlled everything that you're able to then you're in the best position to do as best as you're physically possible to you're able to do well yeah exactly like I'm a firm believer of controlling the controllables and then everything else you just have to kind of go with the flow and deal with it as you go um but it is really exciting time for people with CF because I'm just hoping that there's more people out there who are able then to pick up sport or like do something they've always wanted to do simply because they can breathe like one of um I had somebody message me be like oh I never used to be able to really leave the house and now I'm walking up hills and stairs and That's really it's, the, it's just amazing to see so many people transform their lives and actually hopefully in the long run CF won't be seen as life-threatening anymore. Yeah yeah definitely because yeah that's challenging because I think people often sometimes people if someone's told that this is your this is going to limit your life then people will believe that and not. Yeah um, yeah 
the power of the mind is like incredible because even when I was growing up, I got told that I wouldn't live past 16 years old. I got to 16 and got told that I wouldn't, you know, make it to like 25, obviously got sick at 19, got told, you know, that's it for you. And I never believed it. So I never, I've never in my life thought that CF would be the finisher of me. I never thought, oh, I'm going to die from CF. I just kind of was like, okay, cool, but I've got stuff to do. So, you know, I'm going to get on and do it and I enjoy my life and just see, because nobody really knows. Like, I know, obviously, that's a very good mindset to have. And I know not everybody has that mindset. Um, But at the end of the day, like, you know, you've just got to make the most of what you've got and just kind of like live and enjoy life because, you know, disease or not, like, yes, there's more chance with CF. But equally, you could use your adversity for advantage and actually live a more amazing life. Like a lot of my friends are like, you have done more in your 29 years than we have done what we will probably ever do yeah so that's it I think it it is definitely being like okay what do you want and what can you do or change in order to achieve that or work towards that and yeah we we can't control the end result or the end point at at times but um yeah I think the things that we do now little changes that we do now are all getting us to where we want to go well yeah exactly and I just hope that you know like people can like be courageous enough to be like I actually, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to be bold enough to go and chase it because I think we live in such a, like, well, maybe not actually at the moment because of COVID, but we can achieve more things than we believe if we just simply believe in ourselves and like commit and don't give up despite the hurdles. Cause like life is a roller coaster. Like it's going to be up and down. (laughs) It's never going to be a straightforward way to success. And even then when you get there, you'll probably then be like, actually, I would now want to like achieve this, which is even bigger. Like I'm a firm believer of setting goals so big that they scare you but then set micro goals along the way to get you to that main goal and actually it's the journey itself and getting uncomfortable getting comfortable with the uncomfortable that is actually what is the making of you and like pushing you as a person yeah no 100 percent. and so like with because you said you sort of made a lot of changes to what you eat and how you eat after sort of re-educating yourself so like what is your kind of i guess philosophy or approach to nutrition just in general these days So obviously we're human beings and I don't believe in restriction as such. Like I do believe, you know, you need to have what you enjoy as well as getting everything you need. Because I think you do feel the difference. If you fuel your body for everything it needs and then have the bits on the side that you enjoy, like for example, I'm partial to an ice cream or (laughs) chocolate or like something like that yeah actually that does only benefit you as well especially mentally like with my own clients I always say to them you know I'm not asking you to be perfect every day I'm not asking you to like kind of always hit x y and z but I want you to do your very best eat obviously as many colors of fruits and vegetables as you can get your protein and carbs in but don't punish yourself if you fancy something because at the end of the day like what I found especially not more so with myself because I'm not a binge kind of person but you know, if people do restrict, they're more likely to binge, which is not good for them. So like, I'm always just like, you know what, if you fancy some chocolate every day, you go for it. So long as you've had X, Y, and Z and you've moved a bit, that's fine. Well, just be mindful about it and and treating it as like they're extras and they're not the, the bulk or and just being aware, like say, of like being aware of what the contribution is. Yeah, and I think as well, like, it's learning, as I've said, like what, how your body responds to different foods mm-hmm. and how you feel when you eat certain things um, and also being aware of your relationship with food itself. Yeah. Because I've never had a problem 
with food or my relationship with food other than knowing what foods trigger my stomach because I think it must have been when did I have my appendix out it must have been like six years ago I took my appendix out by accident <laughs> how do you how do you how's that, how did it come out by accident um, because basically I didn't know this and I'd never had it before but I'd ha- had Dios um which is obviously intestinal obstruction but basically it presents as the same symptoms as appendicitis okay and my local hospital isn't a specialized cf hospital they thought i had appendicitis in actual fact i had dios so they took my appendix out (laughs) thinking it was the problem and then my obviously my cf doctors were like oh no this is just this you just need to take this tablet and should be fine (laughs) and then from that moment i was like okay well what has caused this problem is it dehydration is it too much sugar is it x y and z so you know I always try and encourage people to kind of take note how they feel about or like how they feel after they've eaten certain foods. Yeah. Um, just because it is helpful to kind of then for you personally to build a nutrition, not plan, but like oh, throughout your week. I agree. Cause I, I find the same, th- th- there's like guidelines and everything. They're a starting point, but how everyone responds to that is individual. And so measuring tracking recording um that's definitely where i find like having training peaks is helpful just to make note yeah. of what you've eaten any sort of symptoms or any but like because you can see that if you're doing the same sessions from week in week out if you feel slightly differently between those sessions you can see and feel the difference yeah. and note of like okay what things like i didn't sleep very well last night or my sleep was great but i didn't eat so well during or before and you can then have paint this picture of what is best for you yeah exactly and I think it's one of the probably the biggest things that I have kind of been so happy that I took the time to learn mm. because obviously us we can go to people like you for advice and like obviously your wealth of knowledge and you can definitely educate me um but equally at the same time for me for you to be able to do that for me I need to feed back to you yeah, yeah so <laughs> Yeah, so it's one of those things when people message and be like, but what do you eat? And I'm like, it doesn't matter what I, I personally eat. It's about how your body responds to different things, especially if you are going into endurance. Yeah. And knowing what you can and can't have. Like, and we've all, we all, and it's trial and error at the end of the day. We all make, make mistakes and realize that we can't have X, Y, and Z or whatever. But it, I think it, the, the power of food, I think, is still underestimated and how your body is responding because I I don't know about you but I enjoy feeling really good so I will always do my best that I can do within reason Um, and even over for example like over Christmas obviously you know it's Christmas (laughs) we all go a bit wild like a bit like wild as we should because you should enjoy it yeah but then I then started suffered for about three days after with my stomach because obviously I'd been so specific up until that moment and then it's like oh Christmas and then you go like a bit mental and then my body's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, then you then you obviously get back into it. And I think sometimes it's healthy to do, to kind of have those moments because then you realize the why behind you, you're obviously mm-hmm. making sure that you are getting everything you need as well. Yeah. And even knowing what's normal for you, for yeah. like, like sort of talk like weight and stuff like that. But before, like people, especially women, like weight can shift a huge amount within a week, even a day, just depending on fluid, like hormones, um, what you've eaten, salt, whether you've trained, stress, all these things can make it go up and down and then how that affects what you do and behave. Um, so if you know if you know how that shifts and changes, yeah. 
you can then be like reassured like okay it's fine <laughs> well that's the thing isn't it because I try and obviously tell a lot of my female clients and it's like you know what like don't panic too much as you've said it could be an array of things um we just need to know what what range you're in like what range does your weight fluctuate because then you'll know that you're you're not going to be obviously have a mindset shift or like suddenly feel down or something because I know obviously a lot of people do rely on a number um over anything else um and I just think it's really important to make people aware especially being female that female nutrition is very different to men oh definitely like there's a lot of similarities but then there's just slight slight shifts of how things you just need to be more aware of or just more conscious of and um I think that's with the fueling in the training is is a, is a key thing where with guys guys can under fuel and train without fuel yeah. and it doesn't have a negative effect as much where with women it does seem to have a lot more of a negative effect to do fasted and under fueled training compared to men so it's still lots of research yet to be done it's, it's out there but it's still early days um, yeah just, I just yeah it takes, it's, so much, takes so much longer yeah I know and I think that's kind of the frustrating thing but the good thing is now obviously there's more females getting out on the circuits especially for the endurance circuits I feel like there's a lot more especially cycling yeah um hopefully then there will be papers out there for people to kind of refer back to because it is really important um and especially just to take note especially if you aren't on the contraceptive pill obviously with the hormone fluctuations and changing up your nutrition for that and stuff like that I just think you know, I think a lot of my female clients get frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like that it's okay because it would like depending on obviously what's going on, there yeah. is reasons for it. It's not because you're doing anything particularly wrong or like you're not making progress. It's just we do need to listen to your body. Yeah. No, 100%. And so, like, <clears throat> like if you, oh, I haven't asked you, do you like cooking? But I'm um, like, if, what, what is your, if you, you, you've got to cook for dinner or like, you, like you're a lazy, lazy woman's, dinner like what would you your go-to meal be for something after training to eat uh, i actually last night after training made a really nice risotto okay which is really good and also it doesn't take long i feel like the, the thing is with food and cooking you need to kind of have a few staple recipes to go to yeah because we all have those times where we just cannot be bothered yeah um and I always have like things in the fridge that like obviously just throwing a load of stuff into risotto or making like throwing a load of veg to be roasted, salmon, stuff like that. Just because it's like we all get to a point where like what is quick? What is what is going to refuel me? What's going to have? Mm. Or for example, like if obviously something has to cook for say like an hour, I'll always have something after training. Like at the moment, my go to is whey and cocoa pots just because I love cocoa pots. Yeah. <laughs> and it's quick sugars to get in. Um, yeah. And obviously it works for me. Yeah. Um, like but it's just, all about like what works for you, what you yeah. enjoy and what's affordable and the, what's what's tasty because um, like I think the I'm very much a everyone should eat plenty of fruits and vegetables but then what that looks like and whether you want to add meats or other animal products to that is then up to the person as an individual. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think especially if you are going to be more veggie or vegan, it is even more important for for you to do the research Mm. about making sure, especially you're getting enough protein. Yeah. Um, Because I think it was last January, actually, I had a month off um, eating meat just because really, just to see how I felt, see the difference. Um, And obviously, like, I asked a few people that were vegan, you know, what are their go-to meals, etc. 
Um, and then upon doing it, I definitely still didn't get enough protein. And I think obviously for me at the time where my weight would drop dramatically fast, I think within like a week I'd drop three kilos. Really? Because even though I was still eating enough calories, obviously it's just a change of obviously diet, isn't it? Yeah. Um, obviously that probably wouldn't happen to me now. Um, but at the same time, like I think it's super important at some point in people's lives if they are interested in nutrition and performance and wanting to kind of give their body the best to work with someone like yourself yeah to actually gain the knowledge with that it's like having a coach for training it's you obviously get to see what they're eating and then you obviously educate them into why they need to be eating x y and z or the tweaks they need to make and I think that is one of the most powerful things you can do simply just to find out the things that you are doing like really well or the things that you are lacking because I think for me I obviously benefited from that when I worked with someone before and I didn't even realize that I didn't know I didn't eat enough iron I didn't eat this I didn't that and naturally I thought I was eating well yeah so it's amazing it's just like making little tiny adjustments yeah and that's what I mean like it's the small things that you can add into your daily life that don't even feel like an effort that make the difference to how you feel Oh, 100%. And then especially I find that making those small changes, if they're small, they're, you're more likely to be able to stick with them and then change well. Um, like obviously it's it's New Year's Eve today and um, and everyone, there's, everyone, maybe lots of people will be making New Year's resolutions, but um, often they're making huge changes and huge uh, multiple commitments and then don't stick with them because the change is too drastic where I've just found so much like a couple of little things and it makes a slight change or maybe a little bit less of this or a little bit more of that. It's easier because it doesn't seem like such a big deal. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, this is the beauty of it. I think people think that they need to make drastic changes, but actually it's about the small regular tweaks over a longer period of time that then, as you've said, can be maintained. Um, and I just think it's amazing how you can literally look at someone's, obviously you're definitely more educated than me, but you can look at somebody, what someone's eating and you'll be like, oh, like if you just do X, Y, and Z, yeah. then you'll feel like obviously your, your body will be more supported in whatever way. And I think people just think they have to make drastic changes, but mm. actually, you know, if you just make the small changes that you can maintain throughout your obviously life, not only will you be educated, you will feel better. And actually you probably eventually won't even notice. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, change in a way that you, it becomes your lifestyle rather than it being like a, such an effort mm. yeah and I, yeah and I think that's the amazing thing and like, that's what I've definitely found with CF over the years it's about finding out what because I know exactly that my triggers yeah. for example I get a heartburn from gin so from, from gin yeah <laughs> random huh? example but I don't drink really because I get um breathless and heart and uh digestive issues but Obviously, I probably will tonight because it's New Year's Eve. Um, <laughs> Actually, that, that was probably like my, my usually my wrap up questions are usually about like, would you rather? And it's like wine or beer. I'm like, maybe I should add gin in there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. And I also like, because I didn't realize that's what it was. But then obviously I'd have like the gin and be like, oh. And then obviously when I spoke to the doctor, they're like, oh, it's probably just your body's just not wanting it. But okay. So. <laughs> what do you like? You, you learn to, okay. I'm going to enjoy it small amount on occasion, yeah. just limit it because if I have more than one, then it just, I'm not happy for the next few days. Well, yeah. And like a lot of my friends were like, Oh, like, don't be so boring. I'm like, I'm not, I just don't actually want to be breathless for no reason in terms of like, I'm breathless because I've had alcohol, not 
because of any other reason I'm like, I can control that and I don't really want to feel breathless especially with the volume of training it's just not worth it for me but I can get away with having one um but then after that it's just my body is just not happy yeah and I think obviously for me like where I've shared that online as well I think more people are now being more comfortable to say no to drinking if they don't want because it's obviously around I don't know about you but like a lot of people do rely on drinking to be social and have a good time but for me it's like I can still have a perfectly good time on one drink or no drinks well, um, this is linking your current action to <clears throat> the future response or outcome to that and yeah. where, and being like okay this is my limit and this is the reason for it don't necessarily have to justify it but to people but sometimes people want a justification but yeah. linking your, your your why as to why that's yeah. changing um so no, that's really cool um so sort of wrapping up um are you are you a coffee drinker or a tea drinker coffee I love my coffee yeah <laughs> I only have two a day like I do love coffee but I only would have two yeah um just because I think I would just go a bit wild otherwise I've got enough energy I don't need yeah. I normally have it around training as well just because it helps yeah I find I've been drinking I, I love coffee I've been drinking a bit more decaf because it was creeping up to about four a day and I'm like okay you don't stop with this <laughs> it's too easy yeah they just taste too good um and I, yeah like you I don't need it for the energy I just drink it because I like the taste of yeah it. um are you a chocolate or a chip fan a chocolate or chips crisps oh I thought you said I thought you said a jip fan I was like what's a jip <laughs> um, <laughs> um oh this is a hard one because i do have a limit on sweet food yeah if you're going to give me salt and vinegar then i'll take the chips yeah <laughs> fair enough <laughs> what about like during so during training or racing gels or solids probably solids i still have a bit of fear about gels i'll admit is that because you've just had the bad experiences or i've had one bad experience a very long time ago yeah um, and never really tried them since yeah they're probably different now because that was probably like 10 years ago and I probably I think I, mean, I had one it comes down to the brand and, and the ingredients because some some people will swear on a brand and you had taken you like oh no <laughs> not happy <laughs> yeah I think I had a cyst one more like in the summer when I was start, I think I was like 20 miles from home and my friend was like just have it because I yeah. was getting cramp in my legs because of the lack of salt and stuff um, and that was fine so maybe I should really try it but I definitely at the moment would go for solids yeah about still or sparkling water I think with a bit of elderflower is always nice oh, yeah. a little bit a little bit sweet yeah. um what about like just mild food or spicy food what's your preference there? I'm more of a mild yeah person personally only because my tolerance actually weirdly enough in the last few months to spicy food isn't as good as it used to be okay really random but have you like your taste buds changed with the new meds or anything it might maybe that actually i've never really thought about that but maybe could, could have happened maybe <laughs> think, like, there's all these like little random perhaps side effects or like just yeah influences and yeah because it, it's obviously changing something within your body so what well, that's the po whole point of meds isn't it <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so actually that could be the case i didn't even think of that so thank you very much uh pasta or rice oh i'm gonna go pasta yeah about fruit or vegetables probably veg for me yeah yeah i'm more of a veg person i have to I have to remind myself to eat fruit i like it but it just if i don't yeah i just forget yeah um, i'm like that i'm more likely to go for the veg i think yeah what about burgers or pizzas burgers for me i do love a pizza though 
Yeah. But I feel like I do, I'm a better, I'm, I love burgers more. More because you can get more variety of burgers, I feel like veggie or like, whereas a pizza is obviously lovely, but I'd always go for that burgers, definitely. And also I quite like making burgers. Yeah, homemade burgers are good. Yeah, awesome. All right, do you have any last um, words of wisdom um, before we wrap up? Last words of wisdom, oh, quite like this. Um, basically, if there's anyone listening to this, you, I literally believe anyone can achieve anything they want. Everyone can achieve something extraordinary. So just go for it. Honestly, just go for it. And whatever people say, even if people are being negative or like trying to stop you, just ignore it because you definitely can achieve more than you can ever imagine if you simply don't give up. Awesome. Great. Well, thanks for chatting. I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, thank you.